Yesterday, uh, I had a very uh, priest-type day. Woke up in the morning, uh, and I went to Lafayette, um, where a bunch of classmates and friends were getting ordained priests. Uh, Lafayette yesterday ordained seven men uh, to the priesthood. Uh, came back to cut off, celebrated the four o'clock mass, and then I was at Christ the Redeemer last night for a wedding. Um, then came back. So I drove about 300 miles in a day. It's pretty standard. Not quite. <laughs> Over the course of the last month, though, the church has really celebrated a lot with ordinations. We uh, were able to celebrate with Father Paul and his family uh, in such a beautiful way, his ordination, his first Mass, and everything here. Father Joey, uh, who I know is super excited about coming in uh, in the next couple of weeks, again, we were able to celebrate as a local church with Father Joey. Last week, I was in Atlanta where they ordained five men, and I was able to celebrate with one of my good friends from seminary, and then again yesterday, seven from Lafayette. No matter how many times I go to an ordination, there's always a moment that sticks out more than the rest. And the moment is right after the priest, the, the man to be ordained, makes his promises, he lays down in the, uh, in the sanctuary. He lays down before the bishop, before the altar, before the blessed sacrament, basically laying down his life physically. And what happens is, during that time, the litany of saints is sung. Now, I remember for me, I heard so many stories from guys. Man, it's awesome. It's like the moment where you just feel the Holy Spirit pouring in. You just feel God's presence. He's right there next to you. Well, that wasn't my experience. Last year, when it was my turn to do that, to lay down, to, to take this position, to lay my life down in a very physical and meaningful way, the only thing that came to my mind was doubt. Every doubt that I had throughout the seminary, every thought, every concern, every kind of anxiety that I had about what I was doing came to the surface. And I remember sitting, laying down in, at St. Joseph Co. Cathedral and praying just a simple prayer, Lord, what is this about? Like, what is it that this is about? It's like you're telling me I can't do it. What is going on? And very, very quietly, I felt God tell me, listen. Just listen to the church praying for you. See, during that time, the litany of saints is being, being prayed, and the entire church together is praying for this man who's about to be ordained, invoking the saints, the angels, and everyone. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. All holy men and women, saints of God, pray for us. Praying that the church, as the church, that will pray for this man. Because the reality is, no priest can do it. The priesthood of John David Mathern is limited and broken and doesn't work. But the priesthood of Jesus Christ, the priesthood that myself, Father Greg, all priests are called to be, to be sacraments of, of His, of Jesus' priesthood, that's powerful. That's healing. 
That's a priesthood that death runs away from, evil runs away from, that bad and destruction run away from, that they're afraid of. These two, these two symbols, these two themes of doubt and the theme of pointing at Christ, those two themes today mean so much in this feast that we celebrate, in the nativity of John the Baptist. As I said at the beginning of Mass, John the Baptist's entire life is about pointing to Christ. John the Baptist, from the very from his conception, from life in the womb of his mother Elizabeth, is pointing towards Christ. We see at the visitation when Mary shows up to help Elizabeth, her, her cousin who's pregnant, when she shows up to help her, John jumps in Elizabeth's womb at the sight of Mary approaching. In a way, from the womb, telling his mom, Mom, Jesus is here. His entire existence was about pointing to Christ. We, as a church, can learn something there. If we want to, be, if we want to live our vocation well, whatever that is, let us follow John's example. No matter what we're doing, if we're a priest, point to Christ. If we're a, a husband, point to Christ. If we're a wife, point to Christ. A father, a grandfather, point to Christ. A teacher, point your students to Christ. Everything that we do points to Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian. The other part, the other theme that I think we can take something from is doubt. See, when I was laying on the, on the marble at St. Joseph's, I doubted everything if I could do it. Today in the gospel, we hear about Zechariah. We hear about Zechariah's annunciation. Now, when we hear the word the annunciation, we think Mary and the angel Gabriel, and Gabriel coming and giving Mary, giving, telling Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Mary saying, I, Let it be done unto me according to your will. She takes Jesus in, and all of a sudden, she becomes the mother of God. But in Luke's gospel, just a few verses before, there's another annunciation where an angel appears to Zechariah and says, you're going to have a son. Now, Zechariah's response is different than Mary's. Mary responds open, believing, with faith, accepting God's will. Zechariah questions. Zechariah lets his anxiety and his doubt get in the way of believing that God can do what God's saying he's going to do. My wife's barren. We're old. How on earth could you work in this situation? He struck mute until today's gospel, where when he finally appeals to, he, when he finally appeals to the promise of God, saying that we'll name him John, that he can speak again. That doubt, that doubt, that anxiety, that same anxiety I felt at my ordination, that same anxiety that the groom felt last night before, before he was able to give his life over to his wife, that same doubt 
I think, a lot of times lives in us. God, how is it? Like, what are you doing? How is it that good can come from this? And I think it's an exercise for all of us to let God's will be done. To echo those beautiful words of our Blessed Mother. These two themes also, I think, echo down to, for me, today. A year ago at this time, I doubted, Lord, I don't know if I can do what you're asking me to do. I'm going to a parish that I don't know anybody. I'm going to a parish that I don't know. I've never celebrated a funeral. I don't know how to celebrate Mass. I don't know how to give homilies week in and week out. I don't know what I'm doing or how to be a priest. That doubt, that anxiety was there. The other anxiety that I had was, Lord, I don't know if my life will be fulfilled, if my desires will be fulfilled. A secret about me, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a dad. The only thing that I desired was to be a dad, to have a family of my own, to have my own house, picket fence, tire swing in the front, big red door, the whole nine yards, right? That's what I wanted. And God promised me whenever I entered the seminary that that desire is going to be fulfilled in a different way and bigger than you could ever expect. Thank you. Because you let me into your lives as a dad. Your kids felt like my kids. Your families felt like my families. Your prayers were felt day in and day out, and will continue to be felt day in and day out. This parish community truly has become a family to me. And, and exactly what God promised happened. That the desires of my heart were answered to a greater level than I could have ever imagined. Also, with the second theme, about pointing to Christ and pointing to Christ alone. I pray that I was able to do that for you in some way. But I leave knowing and believing in my heart of hearts that you have a pastor, Father Greg, who loves Christ, loves him more than anyone, and wants to lead you there. I know in my heart of hearts that you got an excited amazing associate pastor who's on his way here who loves Jesus more than anyone and wants to lead you there. That both of these men, by their witness, point to Christ every day. That they lead by example and not just by word. Today, I'll be honest, I'm sad. I'm sad to be moving I'm sad to be starting something new. But in my heart of hearts, I know that even with the anxiety that may be there, the fear that may be there, the comfort and the grace that has already been received from this community, that God's plan is God's plan. And He's going to see it to fruition. Know that I continue to pray for you. 
know that you will always be in my heart. And that no matter how, where I go, where I end up, what I do at any point, that sacred heart will and will be and is always my first love. May God bless you all. Thank you.